Hello and welcome to another riveting episode of Morning Coffee, although not really morning. It is the late afternoon. I do have coffee though. I have tea. Which is nice. I was I was very prepared to uh, record this episode without coffee. Aww. I thought we... No, it's fine. I, I, that's just how it is. I, you know, the spirit of Morning Coffee, your podcast, would be there. But um, <laughs> it is a actually a sunny afternoon, uh, not in our usual uh, abode of Cheltenham. We're actually in Copenhagen. We are in a uh, big punches Copenhagen offices. Yeah, we're in a <laughs> yeah. The tar- what's tower in Copenhagen? Tarn. Tarn. Torn. Torn. Because the A with a little thingy on top is like an O. Okay, so uh, hello from Big Punch Torn in uh, beautiful Copenhagen. Um, I guess this is uh, coffee to go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. A little uh, definitely sub brand. Definitely a um, a city for coffee. Oh, it's beautiful. As we've discovered, the Danish love their caffeine. Yeah, um, a little factoid. Uh, I learned a while ago from an educational video that you showed me that um, uh, the Nordic peoples are the biggest consumers of coffee in the world. Like, well, actually, like America consumes the most. Yeah. But that's simply because. But there's of, loads of them. That's simply because America is so big. Yeah. I mean, like, per head, uh, the Nordic countries just love coffee yeah. i think it's like finland is the biggest one it's like seven million uh finnish people and they drink all the coffee there you go <laughs> but um it's something like three cups per head mm. on average you need it to get through the long winters it's very cold i mean this is what well, we're mid-october and at the most it's hit 10 degrees while we've been here yeah that was, that was a warm day yeah but we are in uh, wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen, as the song goes, and uh, this is our holiday, and it's yeah. lovely. And we've been here since, well, it's a Sunday now, yeah. we've been here since Tuesday, yeah. and we can't travel on Tuesday, so I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so five days and yeah. change at the moment, and we've got one day left tomorrow, and we're actually going to go to... Sweden. Sweden. Because <laughs> my geography is so terrible. I knew Norway, Denmark, and Sweden were near each other. I couldn't have told you exactly how near. You didn't realise you could wave from Copenhagen yeah, to Sweden. Um, <laughs> because I know my parents were a fan of uh, that TV series, The, the bridge, bridge. Which We've is about... seen The Bridge. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. And tomorrow <laughs> we will be travelling over The Bridge. But if you told me, I would have, you know, if you'd asked me like a, a while ago, I would have said, oh yeah, The Bridge, it's about, I don't know, this thing between Sweden and Norway. It's like, no, it's between Denmark and Sweden. Mm-hmm. It is over a bridge mm-hmm. uh, because they are very close together yes. and it's like a 20 minute train ride. So I think the conceit of the show is that somebody dies halfway across the bridge. Well, I know as much. Actually, two people die because ah, okay. they find a body which has been cut in half and it lies directly. Oh, and it's, it's on one half of it's in Sweden and one half of it's in Sweden. Yeah, and it's actually two okay. people. Ah. They find like they, they don't, the <laughs> legs of one body don't belong to that. So, and... Because I know my mom was asking before we came over, because I think she said in the bridge, there are both Danish and Swedish police working together mm. to solve the murder, but they all appear to be talking the same language. And, you know, being... Well, I mean, obviously I cannot speak Danish. I can speak very slightly more Danish now than I could five days ago, yeah. I guess. Um, I It looks like Swedish being that my knowledge of Swedish comes exclusively from Ikea. Well, the guidebooks so have all... So I, I guess they're probably quite similar. The guidebooks have all said that like they're close enough that you can make yourself understood if yeah, you can speak yeah. one. So, happy days. In fact, the bit of Sweden in which Malmo yeah. is used to belong to Denmark. Mm. 
and I believe the King of Sweden bought it. A lot of places point. used to belong to Denmark, by the sounds of it. As yeah, we've been learning. Iceland. Uh, they, they had Iceland at one point. I think that Iceland was Norwegian. Oh. They've got the Faroe Islands. Oh, right. And they've got Greenland. And there were a whole bunch of other colonies, I believe. Hasn't Gre- haven't they ceded a bit of I think Greenland more or less Greenland. governs itself now. Yeah, Greenland has its own yeah, parliament But they send now. representatives. So, just before um, I forget, and because you alluded to it, and I, it just occurred to me, and I'm sipping it, Danish coffee is really good. You've been saying this all like, week, it's, yes. It's really good, and uh, it's not bitter mm. at all, which is like I, I've had some espressos, uh, and they have been lovely, and I've had some Americanos, just, you know, add mm-hmm. the hot water. And I, I, I honestly think they have tasted more like the coffee I make at home okay, yeah. than, than, than a traditional espresso. So it, it, it's up to John's standard. I have very exacting standards. And the, we- the weirdest thing is that it's not bitter, mm. which is which is kind of like a tenant of coffee, you'd think. But it's incredibly smooth mm. and it's very tasty. It's a lot of flavour. And there are a lot of places to get it. Like We are currently it's drinking, uh, I'm drinking a green tea and you're drinking a, a, an Americano here. From a brand called Baresso. We've had we we've seen two at we've yeah. seen uh, there's Baresso and Espresso Espresso House. Espresso House, yeah. But then there's also Joe and the Juice, which we haven't mm-hmm. been into, but that seems to be a big yeah. coffee brand as well. But um, but I'm I'm get the feeling that Baresso here is the equivalent of Costa. Like it, that's that's yeah. the feel I get from it. It's kind of it's simple, it's decent. There's some cakes on the side. It's all very trendy. Yeah, and the cakes were very good. Espresso House looked a bit funkier. Like, that's also nice as well. There's though. more like, kind of heavily stacked croissants and stuff. There's two kind of like uh, within very short walking distance of the hotel we're staying in, mm. and um, probably pretty much the only Danish I've picked up. Yeah, is uh, Java Gurner. Oh, I'm probably getting yeah. pronounced It's Java Gurnerha and espresso. Yeah, which is I would like an espresso, and what little we picked up, and it, it's shameful really because. We mm-hmm. I, I tried. I have yeah. tried to make a bit of an effort, but everyone in Copenhagen speaks English. Everyone speaks perfect English. Even like we went into a, a jewelry shop the other day because nothing Copenhagen is apparently well known for. It's it's amber, mm. so I bought a pair. Things of we're learning. Yeah, went into that a jewelry shop clearly run. I, I could hear it in the background. Clearly run by a Chinese family. Yes. So they can speak three languages because yeah. they spoke to us in perfect English. They were speaking to each other in Chinese and presumably to live here, they must speak Danish. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's but, like, I'm just so embarrassed to be English. But there's, so, there's so many, like, because we didn't realise Copenhagen was such a tourist destination because there's so many people of different nationalities mm-hmm. going around. We've heard a lot of British people. Yeah. Irish, American. Um, I dare say I've heard like Polish, yeah. Russian, French, but English seems to be the language they all meet in. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think I heard some French people ordering in a restaurant and they were using English as the bridging yeah, yeah. language. I think that's it. It's, it. it's a city where you can very much see English's lingua franca mm. status. Although we should probably come up with a new phrase, well, the lingua, lingua franca. Lingua anglais. Yeah, lingua anglais. Like, like it just, <laughs> well, it is like, I mean. And like, I, I think I read in one of the guidebooks that, although, you know, like you can kind of, understand between Danish and Sweden Swedish you can't necessarily do the same with Norwegian and so quite right, often Norwegian is quite, quite often different. English is used even within Norway and between Norway and Sweden and Denmark as like a universal as language thing, yeah <laughs> um so I mean here's a question why did we come to Copenhagen because I would never have thought of coming to Copenhagen I've always I've always had Copenhagen on my list like as long as I've had a list of places I want to visit before I die 
Um, it moved up the list when uh, a couple of years back I read a book about micronations. Oh, right. And uh, it had a whole chapter on Christiana, which we have been to, which is... Oh, you're going to have to help me out here because I'll probably end up babbling, but... Christiana is it's called Freetown Christiana and it's basically a hippie commune. Yeah. Smack in the center of Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Right by the water. Well, should we come to that in a sec because yeah. I know we can talk about that at great length. But, but that's kind of like that definitely bumped Copenhagen up in my estimations because I was fascinated by the concept of micronations and the fact that there was one I could go visit that was like an hour and a half away. Like <laughs> it was very exciting to me. Cuz we we cuz I know cuz we hadn't had like a holiday in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, we'd hoped to have like a nice summer holiday, yeah. but I'd been ill. Yeah, and you may uh, have mentioned that. Yeah, it may have come up in previous episodes, <laughs> but I'd been ill. We were going to have a, a nice holiday. It just never happened, and it kept getting later and, we, and later. And we talked about going to Iceland. Didn't yeah, we? it just kept getting pushed back and back. Trouble and back. is that Iceland shuts down in September. Yeah, like basically, if you're not local, there is nothing for you to do in Iceland between September and March. Yeah, they were none of the tours run. The city, you know, even like Reykjavik just kind of goes into hibernation. I mean, it's arguable that the uh, Northern Lights would be spectacular. We would have just missed it, though, because that would oh. the best time to see that would be right on the like the equinox, mid-September. Well, you're because uh, you're very cultured, and I feel like you've opened my my I'm also eyes. A massive nerd, which I'm sure we'll which come to which in helps. A moment. <laughs> yeah, but you, but you kind of like opened my eyes to a lot of places. And Copenhagen is just something I never ever would have gone to mm-hmm. on my own because it, it's not that I had anything against. Denmark. Mm-hmm. I just knew nothing about it, and I never would have thought. It's not mm-hmm. one of the obvious, at least to me, it's not one of the yeah, obvious think... destinations. But I'm so glad we've come because it's. Yeah, amazing. I mean, the second main reason for me wanting to come to Copenhagen, particularly and just Denmark in general, um, is again, as I said, I'm a massive nerd. Yeah, and it's been noted. This Very is attractive. the city where Niels Bohr redefined physics. Basically, That's in where the he early smacked, 20th he just century, knocked physics out of yeah. the park, just um, crushed it, and basically set set the groundwork for the entirety of the 20th century physics. He built on what Einstein started. And yeah. this is where he did it. And the Copenhagen interpretation of particle physics is sort of fascinating to me. And well, we went today to see the university. Yes. and you can, Which you can't get into, but you can look at. <laughs> yeah, not an hour ago, we were uh, wandering around the Latin Quarter. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Everything in Copenhagen is beautiful, oh, it's actually. gorgeous. Didn't uh, get bombed, which is another thing we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, uh, we were kind of wandering around uh, that bit and we uh, walked along one of the university's campuses and there were great big uh, busks of um, various notable scientists, scientists and alumni and, yeah. and there was Niels Bohr right at the end yeah. and it was kind of cool because he had a yin yang on yes. his uh, I don't know a huge amount about him personally but I, th- I think he was an atheist I mean, with the yin yang on that I wonder if he was a Taoist which would have been kind of cool, strange but I guess, yeah, as I said to you, it's kind of hard not to be an atheist once you unravel matter. Once you cry, once you wear the rules of physics like a cheap paper hat, yeah. <laughs> uh, gogs bow before you. Uh, but, like, I, I mean, Copenhagen, like many places in Europe, maybe I was a bit daunted by the language. Like mm. I thought, oh, heck, you know. This would have been... I, I mean, I read in all the guidebooks that there was a lot of English in Copenhagen and you could yeah. get by. Um, this would have been the first time I'd been on holiday to a country where I didn't speak mm. a native language at Not all. even like, like French. Like yeah, a, like not we even... Because have a little yeah, bit of French. I have the barest minimum of French. I can at least read it. Like, reading Danish is harder than listening to Danish. Yeah. Um, but it's... I was surprised at how much English there is here. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I'm so glad we came. And and as we kind of mentioned, the, the language... Because we, we, we would have made... We tried. And, yeah, and we I, would I've have learnt made... a few words here and there. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure... Because I think most of your interactions with people... 
when you're on holiday, yeah. certainly in a country that doesn't speak your language, is probably going to be ordering Apologizing. food. <laughs> Apologising. Apologising, <laughs> ordering food, ordering tickets. So you kind of pick up the basics. And yeah. we tried. And we did get that basic phrase kind of like, I would like. Yeah. But yeah, Yava Gernaha. Yava Gernaha. Yeah. Yava, Yava Gernaha. Yava Gernaha. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, where am I going with this? I was losing my thread entirely. But yeah, but it's an odd, as it is, I was saying it's an odd looking language because so many words mm. are similar to things you can recognise. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but it's it, not necessarily said anything like it's written. Yeah, and but it either looks like English mm. or there's a logic to it. Like, like mm-hmm. the word for lawyer is... Advocate. Advocate. And yeah. we're like, oh, okay, I can, get, I can yeah. see that. And if a word doesn't look like the English word, it looks maybe like the French or German yeah. word. Like, as if we, I did secondary school mm-hmm. French and German, so I can recognise... I did French and Russian, so... But it's like, but it's like um, spiel... Spiel. To play. Yeah. Looks a hell of a lot like spill, which yeah. is basically like the Danish game, or, game yeah. the Danish version. Uh where is? Like is you say voist. Yeah, you say like voist. Yeah. It looks it looks a hell of a lot yeah. like yeah. it. But um there are some odd things where they don't really say please. Yeah, there is no Danish word for please. And you're saying like there's There is a, like a polite term. There's an equivalent you can yeah. use. But I and even like me using that Yavar Gernaha, yeah. which is like I would like. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that's that's not the direct translation of that phrase. No, and I think it, it comes across. I think is a very like it's, a, it's certainly a direct and polite way mm-hmm. of asking, but it's not the common way of yeah, yeah. asking. Like I, I, look, I saw a couple of different tutorials, and people were saying it's like I'll have or yeah. something like I want. It's like I think than... just Danish. The Danish in general are much more direct. Like I yeah. did read one thing in a guidebook that was like. If you're a native English speaker and the Danish are speaking to you, they might sound rude. Yeah. But they're not being rude. It's just that you know, they'll say things like, give me X, give me Y. Yeah. Which sounds rude to a native British speaker of English. Yeah. But that's just how the Danish speak. They don't go in for... There is there is like the strange thing of there is like a polite and impolite term of you. Like yeah. Like there's D and do. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much just what's the most, and, what's the fewest words I can possibly say this in? <laughs> and of course, like that hasn't perhaps translated into real life because we've, you know, say like we have been at a restaurant. Yeah. And like I think everyone has been incredibly yeah. polite. They take one look at us and go English menus. Yeah, they can yes, tell. Please. Like we just look at it's like we're broadcasting shame on yeah. a global level. Like ah, English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're feeling ashamed. Um, but uh, no, it's beautiful. And um, the only thing I found we have I have been caught out with, which I noticed today, is um, the word for orange. The Danish word for orange is apple. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. apple juice. Like orange juice is apple sin. <laughs> you know, and it's funny you mention that because we were walking around the royal gardens today. Yeah. And there were there was a type of apple. Yeah, yeah. But it was listed on the map as the orangery. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but the, the word for apple was, it, when you look at it, it does kind of look like apple, but it must be pronounced very differently. It's got an umlaut, not an umlaut. Um, yeah. It's got a diphthong at the start, an A-E, like Eiffel, yeah. Eiffel. But yeah, the word for orange basically looks like the word for apple. Lots of elderberries. Lots of elderberries, which are hildemost. And lots of um, blueberries, which are like mm-hmm. blaubert. Yeah. <laughs> which just looks amazing. And if you, and frankly, if you've ever been to Ikea and eaten in a yeah, restaurant yeah. there, a lot of the quiz... Like we had apple pie and sour cream yeah, today, yeah. which is very nice. Um, do I take a minute to talk about the food? Food is so good. Food is fantastic. I'm, I'm getting, I'm so into Nordic cuisine. Like, this is something I wanted to try when we were coming up this week. It's something I've only heard about recently. 
Um, yeah, from, the, it, from the hairy bikers, my very favourite chefs. Because again, you were so... Like, you were the driving force in Copenhagen, and I'm so glad you pressed for it, because yeah. it, was, it was lovely. But you took me to Canada. I had to do yeah, no, I, I'm glad. It's opened my eyes. But yeah, but the they, food. But they spoke about this um, kind of new wave of of cuisine coming down from Sweden and Norway called the Nordic Cuisine. And the principles of it are kind of um, sustainable foodstuffs, yeah. which, of course, when you're in the north, means a lot of reindeer meat um, and berries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like a combi- but also using every bit of an animal and like a combination of like old like like it's, it's very old strange combinations and, yeah. of flavors like lichen a lot yes, of lichen yeah. I understand. although we haven't had any lichen we've not had any lichen i don't i guess there's not much lichen in copenhagen but like the contrast i think is that we've had not two types of meals or something like that but yeah. we we went to a restaurant exclusively for the purpose yeah. of having a new a new nordic, new nordic meal. cuisine but also a new nordic meal but also at a couple of places now, we've had like a Nordic brunch, mm, oh. which is amazing. Yeah, should you ever come to Copenhagen, have brunch. It's like a plat, yeah. or like a plate, isn't it? Yeah. You get like the lunch plate yes, or the, yeah, yeah. the brunch plate. But we went to this cafe called uh, Europa mm-hmm. and we had the most amazing breakfast. And we were really hungry because yeah, we hadn't yeah, had yeah. like tea the night before. We were starving. But it's like you ask for like the brunch plate and you get everything. Mm-hmm. They're big on, first and foremost, they're big on rye bread. Yes, all the bread here is not just brown, but black. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's chocolate-coloured. And I don't think either of us have really taken to it. No, like, I mean, I'm not a big fan of bread anyway. Um, but I really like bread. Yeah. So. And it's, 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 it's tough crust. This is strong bread. Like, moist in the middle. Yeah. Very dark. This is stuff you feel hitting your stomach. And it's either full of seeds or it's full of like unbroken grain in yeah. a weird way. It's, it's odd. It's slightly bitter. Mm. So I had one for, with my brunch plate this morning that was like a... I think it was an attempt at a sweet bun made of rye bread. Yeah. So it was a rye bread, but with hazelnuts and chocolate chips put in it. Which was And better. I just couldn't quite stomach it. I mean... They did I, like... I, I like to think I'll try anything, but that was a that was a little bit of a weird combination for me. But it's like the, bre- the, the plate, you'll get like bread... Yeah. Um, probably a couple of types of bread. So you yes. have rye bread and I went a white the, bread. I went for the, light, the bread light version this morning. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, cheese. Mm. So bread, cheese, jam, you know, like a big or like some kind yeah, of conserve. Yeah. Yogurt yeah. with grain and with fresh fruit. fruit. Yeah. Um, also a cake. Yeah. You get cake a, for breakfast. You get All a cake. All four cake for breakfast. And some fruit. And we had an omelette. Yeah. Yeah, a diddy yeah. omelette with omelet sausage and, and bacon. And, uh, yeah, Danish bacon. And a coffee. Coffee and uh, and fruit juice and uh, the yogurt yesterday it was like a, like a, a little glass of yogurt with like maple syrup like yeah. a layer of maple syrup and every time it. and it was a thick yogurt yeah. and, and like fruit and and berries on everything oh yeah berries with everything oh my god it was fantastic <laughs> like just ate oh it was mm. so good and I think one thing I'm definitely um hope I'm gonna try again try at home mm. uh, is half an avocado filled with salmon mousse. Yeah, for some reason, awesome. For some reason, a lot of avocado. Yeah, like you can't because it's like coffee. Like they love coffee, but it doesn't grow in this climate. Yeah, Uh, they seem to love avocado. You can't imagine avocados being a a Nordic fruit or veg or whatever they are in some way. But uh, the food is fantastic, and and um, we treated ourselves. We went to that really fancy. Oh yeah, yeah. Hust. 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 Yeah, and uh, we had this five course Nordic. Yeah, it's like it's a set menu, so you don't get to pick what you want. they will try and accommodate allergies, uh, but not not a great cuisine to go for if you're gluten intolerant. 
or lactose intolerant yeah. or vegetarian. Well, can you even remember? Because it's like... I, I will try and run through The courses the were very small. Yes, each course is very small, but there were five of them. Okay, so opened so with... So opened with uh, steak tartare, beef tartare, with a sour cream topping st- served inside a hollowed out beef bone. Yes, yeah, so you get a great big solid old bone. Yeah. With a mother of pearl spoon. But you get raw... <laughs> So it's like raw beef yeah. inside yeah. with cream. Wasn't there something else with it? It came... Um, like those bread? Yeah, I think we had we had bread and then... Yeah, there were those little puff pastries. They gave you like a savoury yeah, trio. Like, little, like, a like little... there was that little kind of cup that looked like a ginger snap, but the whole thing was like the most savoury mouthful you will ever have. Yeah, it was like probably mushroomy. And yeah, then there was also mushroom s- with lovage. There was something um, else which was very creamy. And a little puff pastry thing full of sour cream, I think. Yeah, it's sour, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very much... It's all about the presentation... Because like the, served on like stones. Yeah, it's served on slates. Like you know, if you're, of, if you're one gravel, of the, please. if you're one of those, give me my plate, people. This is not the cuisine for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, served on gravel. So kind of small. Yeah. So you have like you know you get that, and then the there's some bread. More yeah, more of it's very bread. dark. Like, yeah, dark bread served on wheat with salted butter. You salted butter. Oh no, it was buttermilk, wasn't it? It was like scoopy butter. Oh, I take it back. Like, the butter yeah. was like liquid almost. Ah uh, no, it was acetic. Butter. Acetic buttermilk. So vinegary yeah, yeah. butter. Oh, that was good though. It was good, yeah. And, and then there was that soup. It was like a chicken broth soup with um, shiitake mushrooms and something else in there. I can't remember now. Again, just herb. very savoury. But yeah, it was so savoury. And I was like, I'm drinking it. I was like, this is like the best bovril I've ever had. But, the, but these are all like really tiny mm, like things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and then scallop? Then it was a scallop. It's, yes, scallop came with that, didn't it? Like covered in kind of cream... Um, with some oh was that the cauliflower yet or did cauliflower no that was with the beef oh god yeah so I'm trying to I'm losing track of it all so that was incredible yeah then there was the uh, so that was like the fish course yeah um I think that each course had like five little dishes in it which was but then it was like it was like cauliflower shavings and like a kind of with like a beef um, puree yeah like it was a pureed thing and there was berries in that as well but then this little hunk of beef meat Mm -hmm. Like which tenderloin, was... which had just been kind of waved at a flame. Yeah, and on this <laughs> massive plate. Yeah. But then a tiny little thing in sauce. Yeah. But honest to goodness, it was one of the most intensely meaty things I've ever eaten. It was just fantastic. And then... And then there was the um, weird remember, ice cream. Remember pudding? It was yoghurt. It was junker, they called it, which I've actually heard again. It's like, which I'm guessing must be some sort of starter yoghurt. Okay. So it was junker with blueberries, and there was like blueberry coolie. It was, was quite freeze-dried blueberry sprinkles with and porter ice cream. Yeah, which came in like little popcorn-like dollops yeah, all over yeah. it. But yeah, like a porter as in the beer uh, ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I think the yogurt was quite bitter. Mm. But if you've got like the yogurt, the fruit and the ice cream together, they balance mm. each other out really well. Yeah, it's, it's a very strange combination of flavours. That's like, nice. But I'm really, I'm really up for it. Like, it's and, and it was good. Stuff. And after like five courses, like it was, it wasn't... Mm. You know, too much at all. It was very, um, it was quite meaty. A lot of, yes, a lot of meat yeah. involved, and a lot of raw meat as well, really. Mm. But it was good. And I said, uh, not, not a cuisine to go for if you're vegetarian. But we had another meal, and uh, and some terrible service actually. Uh, the cafe was oh, goodness, really, yeah. But uh, we had like a kind of lunch plate. Oh, so good because it gave you like some almost like raw sliced beef, like uh, almost like beef. Mm. I had um, the shrimp plate, so I didn't have the same thing. But like a little bit of breaded fish, yeah. uh, tartar sauce. Uh, so big on like fish. Uh, like a little potato salad like thing. Like prawn and egg. 
it was lovely and, and you just get like a bit of everything you yeah. get a bit of beef like prawn fish like good bread mm-hmm. lots of like pickles and kind of chutneys yeah. and oh, it's so good it's like so we've good. been trying to throw ourselves as much as possible into Danish food yeah like the, I think the only thing we haven't actually had is smorgasbrod no the open no. sandwich which is very big here because um, just because we haven't actually been eating lunch we've been eating like late good, really late breakfast like a brunch and then <laughs> and then, yeah We've been too busy walking around. To I remember eat. one time we ordered like a, like a it was like a a, a, a canoe of nachos. Oh God, yeah. And we said, barely, oh, nachos for two. Okay, sure. Barely scratch the surface yeah. off. But God, it's good. But um, so yeah, the food but, is great. Yeah, aside from that, I mean, as you're walking around, clearly the Copenhagen Copenhageners really adore Asian food. It's a lot of Chinese and Japanese places. Uh, we read a as lot much, of like, Indian places. We was big, uh, big on Thai food, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also like Indian cuisine yeah. as well. Um, There's a Vietnamese place attached to this very hotel yeah. downstairs. Well, we're in um, uh, a hotel. It's, it's like a kind of retro design hotel. Yeah, this is meant to be um, retro 1950s Danish design. I didn't realise the Danish were big on chairs, but apparently... Danish adore chairs, apparently. apparently Danish chairs are, <laughs> are like a, Danish the best chairs in the are a world. Religion. You haven't really sat until you've <laughs> sat on a Danish chair. Um, but yeah, we're in this kind of um, 50s throwback room. Uh, and frankly, it's not that no, crazy, no, actually. No. It's not that out of date. I mean, there's a lot of kind of um, dark wood and exposed fittings for like shelves yeah. and things. Uh, but I like it actually. I mean, the the lights are really pretty. I hate to every keep, lampshade is a, is a work of art. <laughs> I, I hate to keep comparing things to IKEA because I feel I'm doing because that's Swedish and I feel I'm yeah. doing the Danish a disservice. But they're I'm sure uh, I'm sure Sweden got it from somewhere. But the lobby downstairs looks like an IKEA yeah, showroom. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, lots of like wide low chairs mm-hmm. and and then there's a random Vietnamese street kitchen. And then there's attached. a Vietnamese kitchen <laughs> attached for some reason. But um, I gotta say they're a very trendy people. It would seem. I mean, you commented on the moustache of the concierge today. He's wearing that moustache. Yeah. He's, I mean, that, he's that, owning that, takes, that moustache. That takes effort every morning to get... I mean, there must be structural support in there. I just like... Uh, it seemed like a, a chilled out country. Mm. It's almost like they don't feel... I don't think they feel they have to prove a lot on the international scale, on the international like kind of stage. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of get on with being... Being Danish. Being Danish and being kind of awesome and just kind of doing yeah. awesome food and, and looking cool. They are a, a very cosmopolitan mm. kind of, a quite, you know, um, a lot of like uh, different cultures like actually mm-hmm. on display within Copenhagen yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Copenhagen is the capital mm. and I believe the largest metropolitan area in Denmark. You know, crazily, I still, I don't know that for certain. I couldn't draw the shape of Denmark on a map. Is that terrible? Like, I could, you know, in the same way... You didn't realise we weren't on the mainland. I didn't. Like, <laughs> I, I'm here. Yeah, I'm... Copenhagen is not on the mainland of Denmark. Okay, there's many <laughs> islands in of Denmark, but... Yeah, I couldn't tell you the basic yeah. shape of it. I didn't even realise that we are on the same latitude as... Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I thought we were more northerly Mm -hmm. but i mean like it's been cold here but not not bitter i think it only seems cold because we've been having an unnaturally warm october yes in the uk it's very warm at the moment um and here this is more like what october should be yes um but it's not been terrible no we've had like a bit of rain yeah we, we did get quite thoroughly rained on earlier 
Yeah, that's sudden, why... Sudden downpour. Well, it's like... Um, we went to see the Crown Jewels and they got we, completely soaked. We've only seen Blue Sky twice. Yes. We had one gloriously... Yes. Gloriously sunny day. Actually, and, when we went to Christiana. Which was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but mostly, it's just... The sky is grey, perpetually. Yeah. And it's just been a case of, is it raining or not? And aside from a brief shower today, it hasn't rained. Yeah. It's been cold. It's like 10 degrees, 9 degrees. Bit of a cold wind coming off the... Yes, we did. We went down to the aquarium yesterday oh, which freezing, is on the yeah. marina it's on the seafront that, yeah. like that that's where you can you can see the bridge to sweden yeah um and that was freezing like the sea the, the wind coming off the baltic i'm guessing that's the baltic oh, it must yes. be the baltic geography is not my strong um, suit the, the wind coming off that sea anyway is bitter that was and biting yeah i gotta say yesterday was cold yeah like i was i was i was cold yesterday and um but again it's for winter and you, you just retreat indoors. Yeah. Like, and it's not, there's no snow. I imagine they do get snow. I'm, yeah, I imagine they do get snow here. Um, but I mean, uh, what I was trying to say is that Copenhagen may not be representative of all of Denmark, the same mm. way that London may not be representative of all of UK. Mm. This is, this is a large cosmopolitan metropolitan area. And we are at kind of like the more, the more southernmost wing of yeah. Denmark, yeah. aren't we? So like it would... Yes, yeah. It'd get but colder, my, presumably. My general understanding is that most of Denmark is pretty accepting and pretty open. And yeah. I just remarkable like remarkable things like we went to visit the parliament buildings. Mm. There's no security. There's yeah. uh, you go to go to the um London you go to the parliament in London and there are massive security walls and armed guards everywhere and yeah. There's nothing. You can walk just walk straight in to the Parliament buildings. In yeah. we walked straight into the royal palaces. Yeah, it's like where the royalty actually still live a lot of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, we went to because uh, Copenhagen is quite quite a. Uh, it's a very beautiful city, it and is. It uh, is. there's lots of. It's on the seafront, but then there's like a very complex arrangement of canals and yes. moats yeah. and kind of man-made. Which defenses. are sort of old fortifications, aren't they? So there's lots of bits where the... Because there's been a fortification here for maybe, yeah. maybe 2,000 years now, I guess. Yeah, like dating back to like the Vikings <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But it's like, there are lots of... I hesitate to call them like... They're not rivers, they're not quite canals, like inlets where... Mm-hmm. And there's bridges and yeah. stuff. And uh, there's also some lakes as well. Yeah. But uh, you kind of wind around it. And uh, there's that little island, like islet... Where, uh, Christon, Christonborg. That, and that's where the par is that one of the parliaments? Yes, yeah, on? that yeah. is like the that's just like the government island, it's like the Royal Library. Yeah. And uh Christenborg Slot, I guess. Yes. Which is the Parliament building. Slot basically means like castle. Yeah, I, I mean we're mispronouncing these things yeah. so terribly. Um But it, but we say like island. It's not like oh it's an island out in the no, ocean. No, they built a canal around it. That's basically it's it. Like, <laughs> there is a there is a a flow of water. Yeah, yeah, it basically has a moat. Like and and, but yeah, it's uh, we just walked in because uh, and we walked in uh, on our first full day here, mm-hmm. and there was just um, an army of children playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, we couldn't quite figure out why. Or like whether well, it was clearly a Pokestop. straight outside the Danish Jewish Museum. Just, but, just tons of kids playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, we couldn't work out if it was uh, because there was some special event going on, or or just because hey, kids. It's a free day, and we have seen so many teenagers playing Pokemon Go while we've been here. Like, be it's clearly very big in the city. Or we're in a holiday, or maybe it's yeah. like half term or something. That's the thing we couldn't figure out if maybe we were in Danish half term. But, but we went into the uh, 
I'm just thinking about the food again because we went into More the food. went into the Black Diamond, which is what they yes. is this really it's the new building of the Royal Library. Yes, and uh, it also is like a kind of like a venue, like a concert. Yeah, yeah. Very sleek, very stylish. And when we had food in the cafe down there, yes. And I had a uh, Frida's fricadel. Fricadel. Which is like a kind of meatball. It's a meatball of something. Yeah. Best not to question what. So it's like I, had, I think it was pork. <laughs> But I had this cold uh, meatball, meatball, cabbage, and slaw kind of sandwich. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It was so good. We've generally done well on the food. I really have. And I've got a meal to look forward to this evening, wherever we do end up eating. Um, But uh, yeah, but we kind of, we wandered around the city and we went to uh, the Amelia Borg. I think that's how you pronounce it, Amelia Borg. Which is not just one palace. We're very keen yeah. about this. It's several palaces. It is the royal palaces. Yes. There are four symmetrical palaces around a central square. Arranged in a circle. Yeah. And yeah, there's like a much like uh, Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. There is uh, There are guards. There's trooping yeah, yeah. of the colours and people kind of like... Uh, wearing blue guards screaming at people sitting on the steps yeah there's no fence that's again it's like there's no nothing stopping you just walking into the center of the royal palaces <laughs> but we uh we we went we learnt about the danish royal family yes i've got to say are actually a, a fairly cool. fairly cool royal family like they're very modern yeah very actually like hangs on mm. they've got quite a cool queen at the yes, moment queen marguerite ii and i'm probably mispronouncing that as she well she's kind of cool yeah, she looks kind yeah. of cool. She's um, she looks like your best grandma. She looks. She's, <laughs> she's got a cheery smile. She yeah. looks. She looks like she and uh, uh, she looks uh, kind of like intelligent yeah. and. Uh, when she's been queen since 1972. Yes, I believe. Yeah, and we've been learning about the line of Fredericks and Christians. And... There's a lot of Fredericks and Christians. Hey, Lucy, like... who was um, who was Frederick's son? Christian. Interesting. Who was Frederick's father? Uh, Christian. What about the other Christian? What was his son? Frederick. Oh, okay, interesting. And this goes on for 500 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fredericks and Chris Kings. And then they broke the cycle by having a Marguerite. Because they... Because you can't call a woman Christian, I guess. No. <laughs> but it's kind of odd. Like, they have an unbroken line from... From Marguerite II well, they back can... to, like, Oleg of the... <laughs> yeah, they, they can trace, like... They can tra- trace inheritance back to, like, King... Knud, like yeah, yeah, these yeah. old uh, There Viking. were a lot of Knuds back then. Yeah, but they seem to, the modern royal family seems to count at least, they, they seem to start counting from a point of like absolute monarchy, yeah. which came in in like the 1500s. Yes. But from that line, they've had an unbroken line of father to son, yeah. father to son, Frederick to Christian, Frederick to Christian, all the way through to the 70s, as you said, when... Yes, yeah, yeah. We were trying to work out exactly when this happened because it's difficult when they're all called Frederick or Christian. But they brought in... uh, There was a slight break where... Well, yeah, because they brought in... Like, it was absolute monarchy from sort of the mid-1500s through to 1849 when the king at the time, who was Christian the... Was he a Frederick? No, I think it was a Christian. Well, he died? I think it was a Christian the Eighth. Yeah. And he signed it. He signed constitutional monarchy. And then died like a year later. So his son came in and actually had to do the hard work. Yeah. So, so the, the next Frederick had so, to actually do the hard work. So of the parliament came in, but like there was a slight break because I think at one point after that they did actually bring in a king from somewhere. Yeah, they they ran out of sons. It's just a curious idea because they had a daughter. Yeah. But, but it was it's, this is the weird thing, isn't it? Because we can't figure out why there wasn't why there isn't a Queen Louise of no. Denmark. But I swear I read somewhere yeah. in the 
Meliaborg Palace that they brought in a German king, mm. her husband, who became the king. It wasn't yeah. like we had, had a queen and he was her yeah. consort. He became the king. Yeah. He wasn't massively popular because he was German. Yeah. And then died fairly quickly. But then their children <laughs> carried on yeah. the, the run. He became... But the, but the bloodline goes through Queen Louise rather yeah. than King Christian. So they have, a, they have up until that not, point. Yeah, it's just weird. I can't figure out why they would do that. And we can't find an answer. But it's kind of weird. Like, despite the fact that the, it took them until... They didn't actually... Well, actually, no, they still beat us to it. So in the 70s, they brought in the law, which meant that equal inheritance of male and female Yes, heirs. but I think at the time, the king only had... Three daughters. Yeah. Didn't have any sons. So But, but it's interesting, like, because we've only done that in the last year or two. But we've never had a law against having queens. It's just like it's queens no. if you run out of sons. Yeah, I guess they yeah, it's a took them a long it time appears, to actually have a queen. It yeah. appears that the Danish the Danish royal family up until that point was kings or nothing. Yeah. Well there you go. But <laughs> but then of course now we have a Queen Marguerite the second. And uh because I think like the there must have there was a Queen Marguerite the first, but that was like way yeah, back. and obviously like married <laughs> yeah. to a king. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool bunch of people. And uh, and now they're getting back on track because the crown, current crown prince is called Frederick, and his and the, his son, son is called Christian. Is a Christian. Yeah, it'll be like the Frederick the tenth and Christian the eleventh, respectively, like that, yeah. or something like that. But um, interestingly, and this is the thing I kind of found fascinating is, uh. Their symbol is the elephant. Yes, yeah. Which you, which which I first was like, there's no elephants in Denmark, but then we realised there's no lions in England, yeah. so I don't know why we. But yeah, they are, they are the elephant, and they have a blue sash. Yeah. Uh, and that which goes across the chest. Yeah. And then hanging at their waist, they always have a little, little white jeweled elephant, yeah, like a model yeah. elephant. And um, we went round the crown jewels today. Yeah. And it's interesting that in a lot of the depictions, and I'm going to have to look this up and find out the reasoning, but in a lot of the depictions, it's an elephant with a castle on their back, which is clearly a symbol we see several times because this elephant and castle is a a region of London. And there's several pubs called the Elephant and Castle. So I want to know where that comes from and why. Yeah, which one of us had it first? Yeah, and or did we adopt it from somewhere else? Because we basically did, when we were going around um, the royal palaces, the Amelia Borg palaces, they did have a thing, it was like, basically there was... One king and queen of Denmark who were the in-laws of every other king and queen yeah. in, well, in Europe. Picture. It was like the two royal princesses yeah, yeah, yeah. who went on to become... One who, was, who became Queen Alexandra of... Russia. Uh, uh, no, of UK, of the United Kingdom. Was she a Queen Mary of the UK? Or? No, it was Queen Alexandra of ah, the sorry. UK, yeah. who was Edward VII's wife. Yes. And then Queen, like, or rather Empress Ferenova Marie of... Yeah. Russia. <laughs> Here are the two Danish princesses who went on to become the Queen of England and the Queen of Russia, respectively. Yeah. <laughs> and he said something like the Danish royal family is called like the in-laws of Europe yeah, yeah. because they just married into every... like. I mean, you know, it, there's only so many faces to go around in the European royal... Yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I gotta say, like, I think the Danish royal family has done quite well on the mm-hmm. genetics front. They're a good-looking bunch of people. And, <laughs> I, like, you get certain royal lines, yeah. I I dare say, much like ours, who look a little frumpy, yes. as uh, yes. Eddie Izzard put it. And uh, whereas I think the Danes have the, the Danes seem to have married new people in quite a bit. Yeah, they've bred like, well. Like the current they... prince consort is like a French nobleman, I believe. Yes, he was um, a diplomat, wasn't he? He was a yes, French diplomat. Yeah, yeah. And I, the current crown princess is from Tasmania. Is from Tasmania. Australian. Yeah. So again, they're, they're doing yeah. well. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And um, we saw the uh, Little Mermaid statue. Yes, which is 
very pretty. Yeah. It's weird that it's the symbol of Copenhagen, I find. It's quite it's, understated. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not like it's bigger than, it's just the size of a small woman sitting on a rock. Yeah. Um, it seems like a brave place to put a statue. I imagine that bay must be pretty well sheltered. Well, you alluded to it earlier, but like another weird thing about Copenhagen is amber. Yes, which I didn't know. Apparently just really big on amber. Apparently this, yeah, this is quite a um, quite a hotspot of the world for amber mining. Gold of the North. Gold of the North. But and we watched, we went round the uh, Danish National Museum and they had a lot of prehistoric amber there. It was like being mined here from the Iron Age, before yeah. the Iron Age. Yeah, no, we... Uh... Just a big deal. I mean, we and we've seen a lot of very gaudy uh, royal jewelry. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like entire chess sets made out of amber and yeah. whole crowns and like ivory mixed with amber as well. Like yeah, and ivory as in like narwhal. Yes, ivory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, entire throne made out of narwhal tusks. Yeah, they, they, once they realised we had a ready supply of it, they were like, "How can we make this really decadent and over the top?" I did quite like that there was. Um, there was a narwhal tusk in the Danish museum which had the symbol on saying people believed it was unicorn horn. I'm like, presumably the Danish hunters and fishermen that were catching this stuff knew it wasn't unicorn horn. Yeah, because it comes they, from yeah, here. Yeah. It? It's, it's not like, yeah, oh. I can understand that, you know, maybe in far off, the far off climes of Spain or something, you'd be like, ooh, unicorn, unicorn horn. Unicorn horn. But no, if you're Danish, you, you know damn well it doesn't come from a well, unicorn. Well, there was like some Danish, uh, <laughs> that Danish like uh, early... Great thinker, like Olworm, Olworm, like oh, his yes. name came yeah, up a lot, yeah, and he yeah, and yeah. he was he proved it wasn't a unicorn yes. horn. It's like, of course he did. Like yeah. you could go see a unicorn. He went and pointed at a narwhal. There's a fucking narwhal. <laughs> this yeah. is not a unicorn, and it was like two meters long. I was yeah, like, how yeah. big do you think the unicorn is? <laughs> Crying out loud. Just... Do you think it forms part of the spine? This monstrous beast will destroy us all. It's gigantic. <laughs> all we know is it comes from the north. Yeah, but but yeah, lots of um. Nice architecture, nice yes. ivory, amber everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, one thing that's interesting is, of course, Copenhagen was not bombed and was not destroyed in World War Two. Yes, well, that's um, interesting because the Nazis uh, occupied Denmark. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was ostensibly uh, a peaceful takeover. Yeah, they, it, they surrendered within hours. But they surrendered because... Otherwise, the Nazis were going to bomb yeah. the city. I mean, it was it was interesting because... But I can't like, blame them, really. You're saying, like, uh, Denmark was really just a kind of stepping stone because they wanted Norway. Yeah, because they got a load of their iron ore from Norway. But Denmark was just so kind of, like, unassuming. Yeah. It's like they didn't have a... Like, their air force was, like, 17 planes yeah, or something yeah. like that. And basically a giant... They weren't all that involved in World War One, like they hadn't no. had, as far as I can tell. Like I don't know that for certain. I, but... No, I, I don't know either. And I know <coughs> they've had like lots of wars with like Sweden and Norway over mm-hmm. the history, of, the long history of their countries. But well, they were the same country as Norway for quite a while. Were they? Yeah, D- Denmark Norway was like a joint country for a oh, bit. Well, there we go. <laughs> but um, no, it was something like um, at four a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, can't remember the year, but basically um, a giant German Nazi warship. Sailed close to yeah, straight into Copenhagen Bay, and several hundred Nazi soldiers came yeah. ashore. And uh, aside from some skirmishing, though, because yeah. there was like a, a obviously guard stationed at like the Parliament yeah, building, yeah. there are uh, some woundings. I think maybe a couple of German soldiers died. I think they said more Germans died than Danish. Yeah, like, <laughs> they, uh, but then it was it was all over. Yeah, because by eight a.m. Like... Yeah, and because the the king. Uh, Christian the uh, tenth, tenth yeah. Christian the tenth, and the prime minister—they 
capitulated. Agreed, and, yeah, just yeah. agreed to a ceasefire. And then for the duration of um, the war, Denmark was just occupied. Yeah, yeah. But didn't doesn't mean they just rolled over and let stuff happen. Well, no, it's interesting right. because like I can kind you know it's really hard to you know you think of course it's kind of what they had to do they mm-hmm. couldn't have repelled yeah. the nazis they had no they had no war machine they like had they, an army yeah. but they had no it couldn't have stood up to yeah. it and rather than saying like look we will bomb the hell out of mm. copenhagen if you don't surrender they did and um but saying a thing how like christian the 10th uh, made a point of riding his horse through the centre of Copenhagen every day, every day, yeah. every day for the duration yeah. of the occupation, just to kind of yeah. give a, a rallying cry to the people. And he fell off his horse yeah. sadly and injured himself very badly. Uh, and there was also the 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 letter incident. Yes, where yeah. Hitler wrote I quite like that. <laughs> Hitler wrote some long letter to the king of mm-hmm. Denmark. And he basically just wrote back saying, like, thank you. Didn't That was yeah, it. Yeah, just like, yeah. And that was a massive snub. Yeah. Apparently, by not writing a... A, a, a massive, eloquent treatise. Yes. And basically, that was that didn't go over very well. And uh, But I think because uh, Christian X had injured himself in that horse... Yes, because I, I think it was his son, Frederick, that Fred, was doing this. Frederick IX had to come... Was it the ninth? Have we got to the ninth yet? I think it was Frederick the ninth. Yeah, I've lost track of the numbers. To, it was a Frederick. Frederick the ninth had to kind of broke, kind of smooth things over. Yeah. But um, there was also things like he was going to have to go to Germany and talk to Hitler yeah, to actually yeah. kind of smooth things over, and uh, he was going to fake appendicitis. An ap- he was going to fake ap- an appendectomy. Yeah. They'd arrange for the hospital that he would go into a hospital to fake having an operation just so he didn't have to meet Hitler. But then. Um, I think towards the end of the war, think there was a bit of violence again, as I understand mm. it. Like, um... well, I think it was because, for the most part, it seemed like Nazi Germany was sort of just let happy to let Denmark run itself for quite a few years. Well, this is interesting because they they forced the king uh, yeah. to install a, if not a German prime minister, certainly a German sympathetic prime minister yeah. who was essentially just a puppet leader. Yeah, yeah. But they more or less left the Danish people to their own devices. Ah, but what? Apart yeah. from. In nineteen, I think it was nineteen forty-three. Yeah, and they decided to move the final solution to the now, Jewish yeah, problem. Yeah, now this was kind of cool because they were. Getting, there's been a long history of a Jewish community yeah. in Denmark because Christian and always the, very peaceful. It yeah, seems, as well. Christian the Fourth invited uh, the Jewish people over yeah. from one particular area of Portugal. Yeah, because he wanted to bring. They were traders. He wanted to bring trade, yeah. and so he allowed the a great contingency of Jewish Portuguese people to, to move to yeah. move to Copenhagen. It's interesting because they were treated relatively well yeah. as Jews were at the time. And, but you know, st- bear in mind that we are, we're, we're talking about like Christian Tenth now. So Christian the Fourth was back in like the 1500s. This was quite kind of forward <laughs> thinking. Like in this weird way, they still weren't given full citizen state. Yeah, but I mean, they were considered to be part of the Portuguese nation. Yeah. Like, which was weird. Like It's just interesting, like this weird... <laughs> weird historic like anti-semitism but um they did he was remarkably forward thinking and they've always had a very welcoming Mm -hmm. attitude to him but yeah at this one point in the second world war word got out that that, yeah the nazi final solution was coming to denmark and it was this incredible thing where um the danish smuggled like seven thousand pretty Jewish much citizens like, out ne- of the country yeah nearly like every, overnight just yeah got they'd to gone sweden. to sweden <laughs> and so only like 400 and something 
Jews were actually left to be taken to yeah, the concentration camp. Yeah, there was a concentration camp and it was, you know, the usual mm-hmm. bupkis of they, they faked propaganda videos yeah, yeah. to show everyone happy and smiling and having Doing a lovely like, time. Yeah, fun football games and stuff. But yeah, they did all the, scar- you know, forcing mm-hmm. them to wear the scar and everything. But yeah. there was this mass exodus where yeah. they, the Danish people successfully... Yeah, like, what, 90% of the Danish Jewish population yeah. were successfully evacuated to Sweden. Because we, we went to the Jewish Museum and we were yeah. reading about how now like there's a great affection for like the danes and the swedish mm-hmm. for you know it's kind of seen yeah, as yeah. like being and, and yeah because we we saw like a little video about the um i can't remember his name but the architect who designed the jewish museum yes, here yeah. is also the architect who designed the new world trade center in yes. new york and he it's was a bizarre building it's a crazy building <laughs> but he was talking about how um it's not a small thing it might yeah. seem like a small gesture but he said they were one of the few countries who actively yeah saved yeah. the Jewish people. And, and, and uh, it was interesting because there was a book in the museum shop where the title was purely It Couldn't Happen in Denmark. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it actually didn't. Yeah, like they actually... <laughs> they did They did good. They did yeah. the right thing. And um, interestingly, the layout of the corridors mm-hmm. in the Jewish museum, if, if viewed from above, spells... Mitzvah. In Hebrew. Yeah. Because it which is meant Which to be, means deed. Great yeah, deed. Great deed. Yeah. So there you go. That's quite cool. So that was very cool. I, I I like that, you know, they had to capitulate, but it didn't mean that they were yeah. Nazis. Well, frankly, it, I, mean, I mean... I mean, no one would suggest, no, but it's like... It, but it's like, it, it's kind of... It's, it's kind interesting of, seeing the war from the point of view of a surrendered country. Yeah. Because the Brits are, were so damn proud of the fact that we fought tooth and nail at the last moment. But really, how much further could we have done it? Yeah. Like, how many more people could we have lost? I know, but it's, but it's like... You, I, I don't imagine. I don't know what else the Danish the Danes could have done. Yeah. They didn't have the fighting power to fight yeah. back. They were occupied, and yet this very quiet form of rebellion where they mm-hmm. they saved a lot of people. And um, uh, there was violence just towards the end when the when the Nazi forces were having to withdraw. Yeah. They were there was fighting. I think mm-hmm. simply just like the police force and the national guard had had enough, and yeah. there was fighting. And again, more German soldiers were killed than Danes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ultimately, they went their way, and they did. They, the German ship did shell the palace. Yes, they got yeah. one shot out, and uh, <laughs> no one seemed to notice. Um, no one was. I'm hurt. not sure they hit. <laughs> yeah, and then off they went. Yeah, and uh, happy days. Um, but yes, there's a little bit, of, a little yeah, history lesson history. for you there. It was very interesting. Um, I guess one big thing about uh, Copenhagen is we did actually go across to uh, Christiania. Yes, yeah, which now, is really weird. It is. I I don't know. It's been a good long while since I read the book about micronations. And it had a lot of different micronations in it. Christiania was one of the ones that had a whole chapter. You are a bit of a micronations nerd. I do like this kind of idea. So break it. What is a micronation? A micronation is, it's a sort of a self-declared independent state usually very very small yes um and always unrecognized by whatever states it is surrounded by or any other yeah. state like there's some that are kind of borderline like there's one called transsinestra um i think it is which is uh part of the what you might call like the transylvanian area which has declared itself independent and has independence days, but nobody recognises it, but it acts as an independent country. But so that's kind of a bit borderline. Because they're not actively causing trouble. Yeah, that's sort of a bit borderline, not really a micronation. And things like the Vatican City, which is tiny, but is recognised nationally, yeah, that's that is not a micronation. Well, um, I when you told me about Christiania and said yeah. like it was founded in the 70s mm-hmm. and it was kind of like... 
by like a kind of artistic bohemian community. Yeah. I I definitely pictured something very different. Yeah, well, I, it's an old army base. Yeah, so basically in uh, night because we we said like Copenhagen has this very uh, odd arrangement of little islands. Yeah. Uh, kind of radiating out. Yes, yeah. And they're very long and thin yeah. because they're they're like bastions. Yes. They're like little just to make it harder to invade, and uh, with with canals going yeah. between them. And it was an army base, and it was abandoned. It was mostly abandoned in like the late sixties. Yes, yeah, yeah. At a time when housing was ridiculously expensive. Yes. In Copenhagen, so there was mass. There was a great yeah. housing crisis. And in 1971, a bunch of residents from the local areas, because I did a bit of reading on this, um, tore down the fences and... Occupied the buildings. With the goals originally of creating space for their children to have a playing area. Yeah. But then just occupied these great big buildings. Yeah, Yeah. like kind of like three or four storey quite long buildings. And just... Never uh, moved. Well, at the time, it was considered very politically unpopular to move them, I think because of the housing crisis and the nature of the of politics in Denmark at the yeah. time. So they just sort of, the Danish government just kind of said, it's an experiment. Like, it's a social experiment. We'll figure out, we'll see they, what happens. Well, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, it's, it was, A, it was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes, it's actually I, a remarkable chunk of the city. I actually <laughs> originally pictured it as being like part of a city. Yeah, uh, you know, like buildings in narrow streets, like a bit more urban, mm-hmm. but it's really more like a, a an island. And and while there are those original army buildings, yeah. the rest was mostly just one of these kind of island, yes, yeah, bastion yeah, yeah, islands, yeah. and they've just kind of expanded to fill it. Yes, and there's a definite border to it. I yeah. think I think you said it's like it's three hectares in mm-hmm. size, a very long, thin island running north yeah. to south, and it was founded on the principles of. Well, kind of like freedom, yeah. like it, like we are independent of the Danish government, even yes. if the Danish government doesn't recognise us. They have a flag, yeah, yeah, which is a red rectangle with three yellow circles. Because when they broke into the barracks, they found a lot of red and gold paint. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But also founded on the principle of drugs. Yes, so many drugs. Like that was basically one of the founding principles, as in because they, the seventies. Because they really, really love cannabis. Yeah, and they were like. We want to have a free, you know, free yeah. society to use drugs as we see fit. So, weirdly, the government at the time kind of let them continue, yeah, yeah. because this idea being that although the drugs were illegal, at least we knew where they were. Yes, and that's the thing. <laughs> and it was actually by concentrating all yeah. the drug use in one area, it actually kept the rest of Copenhagen clean. Yeah, because why would you worry using drugs? Yeah. On in the, the street, street corner, if you could just go down the street yeah. to Christiania. And, Co- and uh, Christiania opened its doors and actually said, we will open our doors to the Bohemians, mm-hmm. to the rebels. And you can go then build a house. Like, every house there is different. Yeah. They all just build out of bits. And they'd also, they also opened their doors to drug users, with mm-hmm. the idea basically being, if drug users couldn't cope, but I think this is mm-hmm. one of their tenants, saying, like, if you can't cope with the daily, with the world yeah. anymore come to Christiania you yeah. are you are welcome and I think there's currently like a standing population of just shy of a thousand people yeah yeah but it's um like I said it's a lot bigger than I thought mm-hmm. and, and and like this crazy uh you talked about the housing yes yeah because people have just built their own houses yeah. there's no and some of them are remarkably well built houses yeah <laughs> there's no some built... of them are just like shipping containers with bits cut out and other ones are yeah but like no full-on buildings no proper... building regulations no. Like, you can build your house to look like anything you want. Mm-hmm. There's like one house made entirely of glass. Yeah. 
Um, there was one that was like a cone roof. It kind mm. of came right the way down to the ground. <laughs> but it, it, it's like... Uh, one thing I found really weird, though, there's this odd balance between houses which look very much like the bohemian scary type, yeah. as in like they've uh, maybe adapted an existing yeah, yeah. building or it's like a shack. Yeah. You know, it's very kind of like... Uh, frankly, the bits... There were no tents or anything. No like, tents, It was all, no. all properly built All rigid buildings. buildings, yeah. But like there's bits which are very uh, overgrown or mm-hmm. kind of cluttered. But then there's other bits which looked incredibly modern. Mm-hmm. Like we, we saw... We looked through some windows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fancy kitchens... You know, mm-hmm. all mod kongs. I think it's it's interesting because I, I I heard a while back that there's a very big question mark over the continued existence of Christiania. Yes. Um, the current Danish government is not as liberal, and it's a right wing government. Yeah, we there is currently a right wing government in Denmark. I get the feeling that Danish right wing is not quite as extreme as other right wing, but still like, very yeah. much um, very much anti drugs prohibition. Pro-prohibition, rather. Mm. Um, also, Christiania, whilst being abandoned land in the 70s, is now on prime waterside well, real estate. We, we, it's interesting because <laughs> we talked about this because it's this weird thing where however you spin it, mm-hmm. they're doing something illegal. Yeah. Like however you spin it, because ultimately it's not just that they're occupying land. Mm-hmm. They're occupying government property. Like that, it's, yeah. it's pretty damn illegal. Yeah. And it's actually, kind of, but like, it is also the fourth biggest tourist attraction in yes, yeah. if not just Denmark maybe like maybe yeah. like not just Copenhagen maybe Denmark as well like it's a it brings mm-hmm. a lot of money in they said we, we were looking into it and it's like they shut it down briefly mm. uh, in 2011 11 yeah and all it did was flood the rest of Copenhagen with drugs yeah this is the crazy and thing and start like, gang wars <laughs> every time the right wing gov- a right wing government has tried to clamp down on the drug yeah. use it has just led to more problems yeah. because all the drug use in Copenhagen whether you agree with it or not is now controlled by ostensibly peace-loving beatniks. Yeah. And every time they've tried to clamp down on them... You get the just gangs, gangs from other parts of Europe in. move in. Yeah, the yeah. biker gangs. There's been gang wars and violence yeah, yeah. because of and that. And we didn't realise, actually it's been going on very recently, like weeks ago, yeah, no, there was a, a serious crime in Christiania. It's crazy. And I've got to say, like, there was an air of... A slight air of... of it was not as friendly as I no, thought it was No, there was an edge to, to it. Like, uh, I think what disappointed me the most about it... So I'm glad I went to see it. I'm glad I went to see it. But what disappointed me the most about it is I was expecting this kind of very free artistic environment. Like I wanted to see how people live when there's nothing stopping them yeah. living. Like when there's when you can paint any wall, when you can put a window up wherever the hell you want, where you can just build your house yeah. and there's no cars, you, your kids can just run around in the streets. It felt scared. And the artwork was all graffitied over. And, you know, it, Pusha yeah. Street particularly was just full of homeless druggies. Well, like, yeah, because the weirdest thing is that, like, and I found this weird that it's on Google, it's on yeah. Google Earth, it's on Google Maps. Like, it is, the roads are listed. Mm-hmm. Like, so they have a road, main road called Pusher Street. Street. Yeah. And they've physically barricaded yeah. all the roads, yeah, the existing like, yeah, yeah. roads. So there, there was, like, things where no cars are going to be. Yeah. So, but what that has now meant is that no external cars. Yeah. And some of the locals are allowed cars. But there's not many roads anyway. Mm-hmm. There really aren't. Yeah. Uh, but like the main export is the Christiana bike. Yeah, Christiania bike. There's like three entrances. Yeah, three main entrances. Uh, I, actually, I don't think one of those is is road is mm-hmm. a road. It's more like a footpath. But like of the two entrances, you could get a vehicle in. One is just covered in boulders. Yeah, 
but the other they've replaced for boulders the, with a robot the residents have bought like an, a robotic bollard yeah. which will go up and down um it's interesting because you were talking about how the future of it is in danger mm-hmm. and just to mention that again quickly it's interesting that after gener- years now mm-hmm. of governments trying to shut it down for, for, for frankly legitimate legal reasons yeah. the issue with it now is that it's it's more real estate yeah that's the thing it's like what might finally shut it down is just capitalism yeah that's the thing like <laughs> if they wanted to they could yeah. have legally like arguably they could yeah, have yeah. legally crushed it years ago but now the issue is it it's almost become a it's almost like the people of Chris- the land it's on yeah. is getting wealthier and it's getting more and more there's buildings rich. on every yeah. side but then it's also the question do you let it continue because yeah. it it keeps the drug use in check yeah. and it uh i don't know kind of is it, it's a tourist attraction yeah yeah but the weird thing is the main road is pusher street yes called entirely because that's where the drugs are sold yeah and there's big signs everywhere saying don't take photos. And yeah, you're not allowed to take photos. Also, drugs are still very illegal. Yeah. So it's like they openly sell it. There's a lot of paraphernalia. But it they only took the drug scans down in the last month. Yeah. Because and this is the crazy thing, because there I was listening, I was reading about it and it's had a very violent mm. history. There's a there's a guidance saying do not run in yeah. Christian in Christiania. Because people will assume there's a police raid yeah. going on. They're saying like police drive do a drive by every few hours just yeah. to check on it. Uh, only in the last month have they stopped openly selling drugs. Yeah, they're still selling them, but just not. You just have to know which shops to yeah. go into now. Because there have been raids, riots, uh, and the, the the gangs are trying to move in. Yeah, like, they keep they're still trying. And they're... Bike, the bikers, oddly yeah. enough, there was a big thing... yeah big problem with Hell's Angels in Copenhagen for yeah. some reason. <laughs> It was, there was something like, um, yeah, it was like two rival biker gangs mm-hmm. at one point. The, but the, there was a brief thing where, I think you said in 2011, it, bri- it briefly shut down. Yeah, they be- cleared everyone out. Because I think it was just like saying, look, yeah. guys, you're not paying rent. This is government. This is enough yeah. is enough. But they've since allowed everyone back in on the grounds that they are now paying rent. Yeah. So the, it's still not... It's like, it's like a subprime yeah, yeah. rent. So we'll, you, you have to pay something. Yeah. But now they have electricity and water. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, oddly, I found going around, I was quite surprised. There was like a couple of fashion shops, mm, which yeah, looked yeah. like they wouldn't be out of place on a high street. Yeah. But there's also, a, there's a couple of music venues in there. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a couple of cafes and restaurants. Um at one point, there was a quite a large gay community was part of there mm-hmm. as well. But um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting off track. But like the violence, like in 2007, there were mass riots there mm. when uh, the council tried to go in to demolish a ruined building, mm. which was kind of like half standing. And the residents thought they were going to start bulldozing mm. houses. Houses. So and it just turned it and it got really bad, like mm. really violent um, clashes. Uh, you know, apparently someone dumped a bucket of feces over the head of the police commissioner. <laughs> you know, people like fifty people were arrested, mm-hmm. the bricks thrown. It was really bad. And then um, also, like fairly recently, a police officer was shot. Yeah, uh, I think that was September, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like weeks ago. 
you know, there was like an air of danger, which we weren't... Yeah, I I find it sad because I know that the, the label of social experiment was a convenient political bandage. Like yeah. it was a it was a sticky plaster to cover up the fact that they couldn't do a damn thing about it. Um, but at the same time, the longer it goes on, the more interesting the results from it come. And I think one thing I learnt from it, from looking at, at it and looking around it, the crime doesn't come from the drugs itself. The crime comes from drugs being a crime. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm myself quite a believer in the theory of prohibition doesn't work. Mm. You know, drugs should be legal and they should be treated as a health issue. Addiction should be treated as a health issue. Yeah, which Copenhagen does. Copenhagen does Only in general. I yeah. mean, it is still illegal. It is still illegal, but you're not going to be chucked in prison purely for having yeah. a joint. You're just going to get saying, sent there to are, the hospital. There are, there are sykes. <laughs> around yes the police have special drug rooms basically where you can go and take drugs and not be prosecuted for it and it means we can keep an eye on you yeah it's actually proven remarkably successful it it works very well and it works pretty well in amsterdam the problem is is if it when when drugs are criminal only criminals work (laughs) it's very interesting and i think there's something to be said for the fact that this weird bohemian community because that's where the drugs are based has kind of kept the peace for a long time. But the crime is coming from gangs trying to come in and take over their drug trade. And I think that's that's something that can be learned from them. And I feel sad that that experiment might be ending. I think, yeah, I think the thing I found found really interesting about it is that, like, well, even now, like, they can't get rid of the drugs Mm. because they are a purely... They only they only make decisions by consensus. That's the thing. Everything and goes to back a vote. in like the late seventies. They managed to managed to agree that everything would everything harder than cannabis would be banned, That's and a... they did that exclusively because of pressure from well, the police. I also, think, and like crime. also like um, they uh, they're big on cannabis, but there was something like the heroin users moved in as well, mm. and then like ten or so heroin users just died because yeah. they were living in utter squalor, and then um, the Christianites were yeah. like we're done so yeah. they agreed no nothing stronger mm-hmm. than cannabis and it's actually one of their kind of tenants yeah, one of yeah, their yeah, big yeah. symbols on the wall so yeah they they kind of self-police mm-hmm. I think the issue is they're torn between because I don't want to because it really isn't all sunshine and, and roses like no. it's a it's a fun idea but it, it isn't like the, entirely the yeah. beauty of like artistic expression because they're torn between being this bohemian free community and it being all about the drugs. And also being all about the drugs. Because there's so much more to what Christiania, Christiania could be than the cannabis. Yeah. Because but... it could be this great experiment in social housing. And, mm. you know, small societies governing themselves, educating themselves, supplying everything they need within a small area. That could be a really fascinating experiment. And it could be something that's very useful in the world that we are all going to be living in in the future. Yeah. And yet all Christiania is revolves around the drugs. No. And I think that's quite sad. And they can't shake it. They can't. That's, that's the problem. Like, And it's such an odd balance where you get the artists and, you know, they have their... You know, it's like you go around, they have their own school. Mm. You know, they have uh, this housing for everyone, you know... Uh, it's very there's a lot of artistic expression mm. and yeah people raise their children there and that seems like that's like the artistic bohemian yeah. free state side but then you can't escape the drug side yeah. of it as well and whatever your views on drugs are and i i agree you should be allowed a degree of personal freedom but it's also like it's dirty yeah. it's like it's dirty it's slightly dangerous 
you know, out of all the battles to try and stop them openly selling drugs, the police are always keeping an eye on them and mm -hmm. always cracking down. It, it's only in the last month that they've actually taken down their open yeah, scans because yeah. it's like there's, you know, yeah. there were violent incidents and it's like a uh, a guy pulled a, pulled a gun onto a couple of police yeah. officers. And uh, I think that's it. it. The, yeah. the issue is, is that if you're the one place in the city where you can openly buy and take drugs, then you're going to attract the kind of people who do that in a world where that's illegal. Yeah. And you yeah. can't change that right now unless you, you know, do make. All... I think. It's, I mean, it's just like if all drugs were legal, I still wouldn't take them. I don't. I mean, alcohol. Yeah, and, yeah you don't even alcohol take and it. tobacco are legal. Are legal, and I don't take them. Yeah, well, you, so. you don't even you don't even consume caffeine. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm boring. I just drink beer. I, I just go for alcohol. Yeah, but it's but it's right though. Like they they're automatically criminals. Yeah, and it's like yeah, okay. If you really love cannabis, like more, I guess that's great. That's your thing. But you also can't help but feel like if you didn't. Yeah, just, your life could be so much easier. It's like, could you not just be a community that does a bit of cannabis? Yeah. You don't have to be the, the cannabis the place. The cannabis, like you were entirely founded on weed. Yeah. And it's like, and for better or worse, you just can't escape that now. Yeah, they yeah. can't escape it. They can't even vote to get rid of it. They're, and yeah, there was, there was dirty. It was dirty yeah. in places. I was... Frankly, I don't want to insult I was happy to see but... it. I was happy to see it, but I was sad to see the state of it. Yeah. Um... And I was sad that it seemed so unfriendly. Yeah. And I mean, the rest of Copenhagen has been so open, and I felt that everyone who saw us in Christiania was suspicious. In a yeah. way, it was. It's this odd thing because it is a tourist attraction. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not like. But I didn't want to stop at any of those cafes. No, I didn't want I to didn't, go into no, any of those I didn't shops. Want to go in. And it's not like, you know, it's not even as if there's like locked gates. Mm. You can just walk in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it just felt odd. There was that. There was a slight, you know, there was that kind of like communal air of people kind of like working on the buildings, yeah. going around fixing stuff. There were just like kids running around in the streets with scooters. And, yeah, you know, there's a, oh the Christiania bikes. Yes, the Christiania bikes are very cool. We've seen a lot of those in the city. Yeah, uh, which is like a a trike, but the two wheels are at the front, mm. and there is a large storage box yeah. between the two wheels. We've seen some converted to have like child seats yeah, in the front. Yeah. Um, um, we saw one guy who had like an entire barista set inside when yeah, he was just okay. selling coffee in the streets from a Christiana bike. So they're everywhere. Yeah. They have horses in there. Yeah. We saw people riding yeah. horses. We passed like a little stable. Yeah. And I loved the kind of like weirdly ramshackle it was like a maze it was labyrinth like and there was mm -hmm. buildings like built onto stuff they clearly and... are very used to tourists getting lost in there because there were quite a few bits where it was just like a big sign that says there's no way out here yeah and it was very beautifully decorated but it's like no way out go that way <laughs> it sounds like a lot of businesses use it as a kind of uh like a say you're a big important business and you want to impress your clients yeah. it's kind of like We'll show you around Chris. It's almost yeah. like people like having that danger on yeah, the doorstep. Yeah. It's like a little, but it's so, I don't know, it's fascinating. I, I don't have any easy answers for mm. it. I just feel whether, you know, whether it's a fact where drugs are illegal is what yeah. makes it criminal, but they can't shake that criminal undercurrent yeah, of it. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to self-police, but I don't know. I wonder if some of the older guard are. Like, yes, I, but, I mean, I do wonder the, there can't be many people left there who were there in the seventies. Mm. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there are. Maybe the old, no. maybe that original group is all still there. Maybe the hippies were like, 
hey, this is cool, it's yeah. art, it's freedom, it's drugs, it's all about expanding. But it's like a lot of people have died mm. now over this dream. And you kind of think, yeah. And yeah. I guess now it's attracting people purely for the drugs and people yeah, go yeah. there with a goal of like getting high and partying yeah. rather than building a community. It's odd. It is. It's very odd. You but no, know. I'm 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 glad we went to see it. Thank me you too. for indulging me. No, no, see. gosh, no. Walking, walking like God, we didn't even figure out how long we walked. Walking miles and miles. It was lovely. We, we we were knackered. At that the end was of the that one day. really nice day that we had. So yeah. glad, I'm glad we did the walk then. We were absolutely knackered, yeah. but it was worth doing. And uh, not, and I'm 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 really glad we did it. Mm. Like it was fantastic. It was a hell of an experience. And I would yeah. recommend people do it, but. We didn't realise quite how recent some of the violence had been, yes. actually. Yeah, maybe check on the s- what the situation. I mean, maybe, it, maybe it's more normally more friendly, but like I said, there was a there was a shooting weeks ago and we didn't check before we went no, in. No, we had no idea. Like, it was... I. All the Obviously, I suppose we'd, we'd already booked to come. I, I wasn't checking Copenhagen News, you know? Well, I, didn't, I, I didn't realise... I didn't realise that violence was quite yeah. a part of it as much. I You know, there's books about it. Mm-hmm. You know, all the guidebooks recommend it, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, very interesting. Yes. I would recommend it, but check what the situation yeah, is. Um, and I guess maybe it's like a little book bookend because we have been talking a while. We but have been talking a while. There's also a rather awesome theme park right yes. in the centre. Yeah, let's go to the theme park because that's fun. Tivoli Gardens. Which is not like a modding theme park. This is a... This is the second oldest theme park or... Is theme park the right word? Like the second oldest amusement, amusement park. park in the world. The first oldest amusement park in the world is in a deer park right outside of Copenhagen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it's right in the middle of Copenhagen. Yeah. It occupies a whole city block. Yeah. And it's called Tivoli. Called Tivoli. And it's... And we thought we weren't going to get to go in, um, but it turns out that they are currently having their halloween yeah. festivities and we went in the evening yeah and so, and so it's it, all lit by jack-o'-lanterns oh my life. and just like every like lights are all over the place and they've decorated the whole place like they've built a halloween town in the center yeah. of it it's somewhere between theme park and kind of like um i think they call it pleasure garden circus yeah it's, like it's the like circus is in town kind yeah of. It's definitely there's a definite pleasure garden hint to it. Whereas you could, if you were there during the day, you could just walk around admiring it's, the landscaping. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a, a wealth of, of of wonders. Like like every few meters, yeah. there is something. Like it's, it's so compact, dense. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a labyrinth as well. Yeah, but there's rags, some terrifying looking rags. Oh god, yeah. Uh, but it's all it was pitch black because it was the night time, but all lit up. Yeah. By, jack-o'-lanterns by glowing stands yeah. but i mean there's restaurants there's bars there's tons of 101 different little uh like pop-up schools yeah 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 like uh you want a coffee you yeah. want a glue vine mulled wine we didn't get a glue vine in the end we didn't get in the end no <laughs> <coughs> pardon me every kind of food you can imagine yeah like little streaks just yes, made, like yeah, uh, yeah. like there's a streak that's made out to look like a kind of medieval street there's another one that looks like a little chinatown yeah chinatown um there's one that's we couldn't quite figure out what it was supposed to be i think it might have been supposed to be kind of indian um yeah. but there were a couple of rides in that area that had these weird like really fake indian um sort of stylings to it yeah there's a, there is a, a hotel in the middle of it it's called nim nim and that looks like the taj mahal yes yeah um but you go in and the first thing you see is like jack-o'-lanterns hanging from all the trees, yeah. a wall of mirrors. Yeah. Like, yeah, just out, it's, all, out it's all open to the elements yeah, yeah. Uh, with hundreds of giraffe heads for yeah. some reason. 
Um, and it's crazy. And yeah. uh, you buy tickets, like like little kind of yeah, tear-off stubs. You can, you can buy separate tickets to get into the park and to get on the rides. Yeah. So you can either do a ticket that gets you both. Um, we have with us the Copenhagen card, which worth I would getting, worth recommend getting. if anyone is coming to Copenhagen for any length of time. One-time basically thing. gets you free entry to a whole bunch of places. It lasts like five days. Yeah. Free travel on all the buses yeah, and yeah. trains. We basically spent one day's budget on getting that. Yeah. And we've just been using it So all good. Week. Yeah. Can't recommend it enough. And just, yeah, that'll get you into Tivoli, but it won't get you on the rides. No, then you have to buy like some... So yeah. we've got like 12 tickets. Yeah, and I got yeah. us like four or five different yeah. rides on Skype. Because like the big thrill rides will cost you three tickets. The little kiddie rides will cost you one, you know. I went on uh, the Demon. You went on the Demon, which I looked insane it was amazing it wasn't even that crazy it was just like a loop-de-loop kind yeah. of roller coaster but it's like it's built on top of a fake china yeah so like the the little chinatown kiosks and everything are going underneath this ride this so you I... just see hear people racing above oh, you it was well good uh went on that we went on a spinning uh, like a like, an like a old, swing chair thing, like yeah. an old kind of fashioned amusement yeah. park roundabout yeah. whirly gig sp- sp- hanging chair yeah, kind yeah. of thing and we both being old people felt a bit kind of like dizzy after that but then we went on uh, it's just called the roller coaster that which was awesome yeah which was an old the, wooden i think that's like the original coaster from the old yeah. days presumably it's been upgraded a little since but then. in a great big fake mountain yeah. like a kind of and that was well good yeah and it's like it's coaster in terms of it's not the, the trains aren't powered like they're connected to like a wire aren't they it that... gets pulled up the road. And then there's a guy sitting on there with the brake right. in his hands. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a long train. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go upside down because it's made yeah. of wood. So you're just sitting and you have a yeah. bar across there's your lap. Just loads of drops. But then there's the the, the driver yeah. has like a chair with no seatbelt and kind of stands up at points yeah. and has like a. He was like, like I said, he was hitting light switches like he, as we were going around it like hitting light switches to turn on the effects for the next bit and i gotta say it was really good it was really fun. like lots of drops yeah like uh, the kind of thing where your stomach rises yeah, up yeah, into yeah. your lungs but it's amazing and a lot of it was in the dark as well because you're like inside this mountain yeah like, um, and I'm, I'm so glad we did yeah. it at night yes it, it, it's great because I, I don't know what the place looks like during the day i imagine it still looks brilliant but with everything lit up mm. and everything glowing it looked fantastic um the only other thing we did is we stopped for the illuminations because they... Yeah, there's like a lake in the There middle. is a lake. They don't do fireworks, but they do a laser show across the lake. Like I'm going to say, like it's so, so much better than it sounds. Yeah. Like... It was like, they, when they introduced it, it was like, and now the changing of the seasons composed for water, smoke, light and fire. Yeah. <laughs> and like they fill the air with so much smoke and water vapour. Yeah. At that moment, when the lasers blast yeah. across it, it's almost it's like a making solid thing above your like head, like three-dimensional yeah. images, and it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. there's jets of fire, and it was great. Yeah, and it was like so many different restaurants; you could just wander around and find what you want to eat. Yeah, yeah. We had a lovely meal, Nordic again. Nordic again. Nordic we, again. we did go for a nicer meal. Um, it was worth good. it. Though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, very very happy waiter. Food is expensive. Yeah, but I think we've been going to the nicer places. True. Like the first night we were here, we couldn't be bothered to find somewhere, so we went to the Hard Rock Cafe. Yes. Um, and that was not bad, price-wise. It's not... Yeah, I, like... I think it doesn't help that, of course, the exchange rate is not very friendly. No, but we found there is like a 25% tax yes, on yeah. food. VAT is 25% in Denmark. Um, yeah. And so you will pay that on everything. I've got to say, the exchange rate is very hard to pin down, because at first, firstly, it's like a kind of 1 to 10. 
Well, yeah, because Denmark doesn't use the euro. Denmark no. uses the krona. Krona. So, firstly, like it was initially roughly equivalent, but like ten krona yeah. is like a pound. Thereabouts. Give or take. Yeah. So, if you're ordering coffee yeah. or like drinks, that kind of works. It's That's a right. good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like breakfast today. It was like uh, two hundred and fifty krona yeah. for one cup. You know, yours yeah, is yeah, like two hundred and fifty yeah, yeah. krona, like twenty five quid. And I'm like, there's a lot of food on this plate. But is it worth 25 quid? Mm. And that's where I think, A, food, there is this kind of yeah, 25% yeah. of that is tax. Yeah. And also the exchange rate is not... Well, I think, I mean, I haven't checked it of late. When we bought the money that we're using, yeah. uh, it had dropped to seven point something krona to, yeah. to a uh, pound. And I imagine it's lower now, yeah. but that doesn't matter because we've got the money. So it's not... But so... I, think, I think just Copenhagen is expensive as a city. Yeah. I think... Yeah, doing like attractions hasn't been. I don't think it's been too bad. But we have a Copenhagen card. We have the cards. I mean, we paid like for both of us to have a five-day card, so 120 hours of access to all the all the attractions, which they count even if the attractions are closed. Yeah, like it just it counts 120 hours from the time you start the card. Um, I mean that cost us one and a half thousand krona, didn't it, for the two of us? Uh, yeah, so a hundred. It was one hundred fifty. Yeah, could call it one hundred fifty quid, but yeah, it's hard to is. call. Yeah. Um, I think we would have spent more than that. Yeah, if we'd gone to all the attractions, we'd gone and paid for up front. In my head, I'm still kind of like dividing everything by ten. Yeah, I think that's it's a good guide, um, but I think Copenhagen is just expensive. It's very, it's very weird dealing in such high. Yeah. Units yeah. like, like uh, the smallest note they have is a fifty. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a, I'm thinking of that as like. Five and we haven't seen any quid. or which is the penny equivalent, like yeah. the, the decimal equivalent. Or? This, or. Or, yeah. Yeah, like the smallest coin we've seen is a one krona. One krona, I guess, is because <laughs> mm. krona is multiple. But it's like, um, for coins, it's been, you know, it's been hard to get my head around that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, um, I, I can't quite call it, like, maybe a little bit pricey mm. as, uh, as, a, as a city. Um, food is probably the biggest. Yes, yeah. Yeah, particularly if you're like we are trying to throw yourself into yeah. Danish cuisine. But um, if you want to just eat burgers, I'm pretty sure McDonald's would be cheap as chips. Quite a few burger places. Yeah, they're well, big on burgers. Big on beef. Yeah. Big they on like Hereford. These... Yeah, what is with the Hereford thing? Yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you know, do tell because we've seen so many beef restaurants which are like just specifically Hereford. Hereford, Hereford beef. Yeah. And we did a bit of research and it's not like there's a Hereford in Copenhagen. No, but there is a Hereford cow. Yes. Yeah, there is a, a, a breed of cattle which is maybe which apparently cr- they love in Copenhagen and also America yeah <laughs> which is maybe like the best kind of connection we can think yeah. of like a Hereford but so in the UK we might go like oh Aberdeen Angus beef that's good stuff here it's Hereford yeah. beef <laughs> but there we go I, I mean so yeah I mean uh, in summary uh, I guess a bit of a travel log really a bit of a yeah I don't know if we covered everything but we've covered plenty maybe we can get like a sponsorship deal for promoting we maybe um, maybe for the uh, YouTube version of this we can actually put some of our photos up with it. Uh, Make a little slideshow for people should they yes, want to see if, our holiday and photos. if you want to do that, darling, that would yeah. be lovely if you want to coordinate the pictures. I can do that. Thank you. You're so kind. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I've got to say, um, really, really cool. And I, thank you so much for suggesting yeah. it. I'm glad we came. Well, thank you for uh, indulging me and letting me come to Copenhagen. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, take I, it off the uh, old list. I loved it. Boo, I, I'd just be sitting at home otherwise, yeah. twiddling my thumbs. Might as well do something. It's just nice to get away from. It's nice to get away from work for a bit. <laughs> for a bit. Um, yeah, it's been lovely disconnecting. And uh, Copenhagen, it's great. Yeah. Wi-Fi everywhere as well. Yeah, God, yeah. Copenhagen is so connected. Yeah, don't worry about roaming data. No. There's free Wi-Fi. Don't everywhere. worry about language and don't worry about 
getting, yeah. using your phones. <laughs> oh, and uh, but uh, unschool. Unschool, yeah. Is excuse me, or uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Unschool mit dansk. Yeah, unschool mit dansk. Excuse my Danish. Also, um, the word for hello is hi. Hi. Which is really helpful. And the word for no is... Nay. Nay. <laughs> What's it like? Yes is like... Ja. Ja. Yeah. There we go. I mean, it's like, if you can speak a bit of German, you'll probably work out most of the Danish. The numbering system is the only oh, one yeah, that's, that's a bit tricky. yeah, that's weird. The, Particularly when you're having to use big numbers for the... Their number, like their multiples of 10 are based yeah. on multiples of 20. Yes. So like... They count in 20s, not 10s. Yeah, and... Uh, so 60 is tray. But then like 50... Tres. <laughs> Because 50 is a really long word, which they abbreviate. Yeah, which literally translates as half half less than three twenties. And that is like a sentence. Yeah. So the Danes just abbreviate it to this random word. Yeah. Which Which means like half something. But you're like, half what? Because it's it's half of 20 less than three twenties, isn't it? So which is what that sentence yeah, means. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> divide, 20 by two, divide 20 by 2, now subtract that from 20 by yeah. 3, is 50. Yes. <laughs> so every guide I've said, I've come across has just said, look, numbers are weird. Yeah. And even the Danes think it's weird. And Why don't they just come up with a word for 50? They've tried. <laughs> Apparently there's been like some movement to try and... It keeps rearing its head, head every now and then saying, this is ridiculous. Why can't we have a base 10 yeah. <laughs> numerical system? But uh, hey, there we go. They'll get there. So, um, yeah, there we go. Should we uh, call I, it a day? Yes, I think um, I need some food. Yeah, food is good. We can nibble on some stuff. We yeah. have some cake and cheese, which we, we nicked from breakfast. <laughs> um, but yeah, from wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen, I'm John. I'm Lucy. And uh, goodbye. What's goodbye in Copenhagen? Uh, farvel. 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 Which is kind of like farewell. It's a bit... It's easy. They're only speaking English with Danish accent, really. Danish is really easy. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. This podcast, and others like it, is made possible thanks to our wonderful backers on Patreon. To support Big Punch Studios as we make comics like Afterlife Thinking Sandwich String, games like Sandwich Masters, and podcasts like the one you've just been listening to, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Big Punch Studios. For just $5 a month, not only will you help make everything we do a reality, but we'll also send you four copies of Big Punch magazine a year. That's over 180 full-colour pages of comic action, featuring Cuckoo's Orb, 99 Swords and Catamarang, delivered straight to your door. This has been a Big Punch Studios production. For all things Big Punch, be sure to head on over to www.bigpunchstudios.com.